everybody. Today's guest on Fashion for All, the Smart Glamour podcast, is Tia, a.k.a. Abby Fantastic. Tia falls under the model category of types of guests we'll be chatting with on the podcast. I'll let her introduce herself properly. Enjoy our conversation. Hi, Tia. Thanks for joining me. Hi, how are you? I am good. How are you doing? I'm doing great. <laughs> so could you introduce yourself for everybody? Yes. Yeah, so my name is Tia. Um, I'm from Queens originally, and now I live in Brooklyn. Um, and I have been modeling for Smart Glamour, um, oh my gosh, since 2016? Yeah, when did we I do so. that the, that mom <laughs> photo shoot? I think it was 2016. Yeah, it's either 2016 or 2015. It was maybe even 2015. You you finish introducing yourself. I'm gonna look it up. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm also a mom and a performer, and um, I ate two kinds of cereal today, so that's me. and that was 2015 so five years ago yep Uh, yeah I knew that sounded about right (laughs) yeah (laughs) so um so you said that you you obviously modeled for smart glamour do you consider slash call yourself a model and why or why not um it's funny I don't (laughs) a lot of the time um I don't know why, um, but mm-hmm. I usually just say I'm a performer. I do a lot of things on stage, um, but I I do get photographed quite a lot. So um, model would be the right word. Um, I just feel like it doesn't doesn't fit me. <laughs> mm. Because of what society has created the definition for that word. <laughs> I a little a little bit of that. I think also too in my mind, um, mm-hmm. you know, my other friends who are models are to me live a way more glamorous lifestyle than I do. I'm a mom of two. I my uniform is basically leggings and a t-shirt until I need to like throw throw on my face <laughs> and clothes. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm just like ah. Uh, Am I a model? I don't know. <laughs> hmm. That's interesting. I haven't thought about it that way, though. Like, the lifestyle you may or may not lead has to do with it. That's that's a, that's a an interesting thought path. Um, I truly never considered that. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I think it's just a, I'm asking anyone that I'm interviewing that's a smart glamour model, I'm asking them that question because... Um, I personally think that the word gets um, or is a little loaded. And so because of it, I think a lot of people shy away from calling themselves models, even people who have been modeling for five plus years, such as yourself. (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, it's, you know, now that I think about it, I'm just like, there's no other profession where you'd be like, well, I'm not, I guess I'm not really because I don't do that. Like if, you're a firefighter. You just probably are always a firefighter, even if you're not, you know, actively uh, running into burning buildings in that moment. <laughs> <laughs> right. Exactly. 
People who are teachers are teachers even when they're on summer vacation. Exactly. <laughs> so before modeling for Smart Glamour, um, or maybe even just before modeling at all, I don't know if you've done did any modeling before Smart Glamour, but before all of that, that kind of stuff, having people take your picture, um, what was your relationship with fashion? Um, my relationship with fashion was basically, uh, whatever I could get my hands on that looked good. Um, I'm a plus size person. It was very hard sometimes to find things that I felt were, um, either good quality or affordable or, you know, people would be like, here, wear this giant, giant sheet, uh, and wrap that around you with some buttons and it'll be great. And I, you know, I'd be like, well, maybe I want something a little bit more form fitting. Um, It seemed to be that plus size fashion at some point was just like either church clothes or like mom clothes. (laughs) Like it was either very matronly or or very like juvenile. There wasn't anything in between. Like either Mm -hmm. I looked like I was going to church or I looked like I was going out to the club. Um, right. And, um, because of that, I kind of was more obsessed with accessories. Um, I still am. I love sunglasses. I love earrings. I used to have own bins and boxes full of accessories. Cause I felt like that was the best way for me to express myself because of, you know, walking into a store and seeing those like un- very unfortunately shaped, uh, jeans with the, with the, uh, huge belled bottoms was the only thing that was available while everybody else had in the, you know, the straight sizes had different cuts of jeans. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So that my relationship was just like, I don't even know how to describe it except for like, it was, it was a hunt. Like I was always on the hunt for Mm. the perfect thing. So you, you wanted to be interested. You just didn't have the access point. Right. And you know, the, cool thing is like I lived I live here in New York City which is you know a huge hub of fashion so mm-hmm. I, I mean to that point I have it a, a lot easier than like my cousins who were living you know down south in the midwest where things were e- even more slim pickings um mm-hmm. but yeah it was just always on the hunt to to find things that you know flew in the face of what society said I should be wearing as somebody of a particular size. Mm-hmm. And actually, I usually uh, have been asking this question before I got to the fashion question, but since um, obviously I know what you look like, but in case someone's listening to this podcast and they haven't seen your photo yet, other than plus size, mm-hmm. could you describe your appearance? Um, yeah. So I'm pretty short. I'm about five, three, allegedly. <laughs> I- <laughs> allegedly. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, sometimes I feel a little bit shorter, but I'm, I, according to my driver's license, I'm about five, three. Um, <laughs> I also, I have a very large bust. I have really big hips and a big butt. Um, and, but I have a, I have a small waist. Um, and after, after kids, I have a little bit of I have a lot of bit of a belly, <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm, I feel, I feel cute. <laughs> well, yes, cause you are. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, and so since starting to model and or interacting with Smart Glamour and becoming a performer and everything, how has your relationship to fashion and your body and modeling, any of those things, how has it changed? Um, it's funny. I, I have been performing burlesque for about eight years um, mm-hmm. so I always had a, had a really great relationship with my body, but not really, um, I didn't have the same enthusiasm about clothing it. Mm. Um, and it's especially like burlesque was like incredibly, everybody loves like the high glamour and the, the rhinestones and the tight gowns and everything like that. And I seemed to kind of fly against that, um, a lot with what I was doing. And it wasn't really until I started doing more modeling and embracing what it felt like to be clothed the way that I wanted to be and to see myself the way I wanted to be that I started branching out and wanting to to be more fashionable in my everyday life. For me now, getting dressed and dressing up and throwing on all the all the things that I like and is really a form of self-care, especially since a lot of us are, you know, quarantining. Um, mm-hmm. And I was quarantining with my kids and, you know, all and, and working from home. So sometimes there were days where like, I didn't even have a chance to get dressed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I get that for sure. And I, um, I mean, I, <laughs> I've been working from home for more than I can longer than I can remember. So, uh, you know, staying at home for COVID doesn't feel all that different for me personally. But for all this time that I've been working from home, you know, I think. But um, yeah, I would think that's that's it's more it's more fun now than it is an obligation to find things to put on my body. Obviously, it's it's important to be comfortable, but most of my clothes are comfortable anyway. Like, I don't really wear uncomfortable clothing, even if I'm getting dressed up to go somewhere. Mm-hmm. So I also, like, you know, will very often work from home in a dress just because, like, I feel better you know just I feel more put together I feel like I don't know I just like I just my whole my whole attitude and and posture changes and I feel like I'm slightly more productive than like if I had stayed in like something that could basically be pajamas (laughs) but I also don't have two children (laughs) (laughs) yeah I um that's one of the things I love about you know the clothes that you do produce and put out is like they're made with so much love um, to the point where like, you, you ever, I, I don't know in the past, but have you ever bought something and you loved it so much that you were almost afraid to wear it because you didn't want life to get to it? Um, <laughs> mm. I like, I have had a ton of those, I have a ton of those clothes in my closet that I like really want to wear it, but I'll pass over it because I'm just like, I don't know what's going to happen to you if I wash you. Like, I don't know what's going to happen if, you know, my kid puts his dirty hands on me. So I'm just going to keep you into the closet until some moment in the future. That's probably never going to happen. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I don't feel that way about the smart glamour clothes, you know, like uh, I you just sent me a crop top that I was so excited about that. I feel like I put it on right out of the package. 
Like I was wearing a completely different shirt and I was just like, oh, but this one. And I just put it on and I was hanging out in the house with the kids. We went outside, we were running around and, you know, I put it in the wash. It came out the same way that it went in, you know, but clean, <laughs> but still the same shape <laughs> um, yes, and the yes. same colors, you know? So I think that's where my f- focus is shifting now is like, if I can't wear it, you know, in normal life, then what do I have it for? <laughs> Right, for sure. I mean, and I think that's um, both a an a smart rule to follow, or 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 not rule, but you know, um, suggestion to follow for your own happiness and comfort. But also, you can tie that into like sustainability as well. You know, like if you're making sure that the things that you buy are things that you are actually gonna wear and are gonna last while you wear them. Um, then that's also just better in the long run. Um, so the first time you modeled for me as we were looking at the date was for our hashtag Bombards campaign, um, which I came up with at the time because that five years ago was when everyone was losing their mind over the hashtag dad bods. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> so that was my, my little response and I'm just curious if you have any thoughts on how, I mean, we talked a little bit about, you know, obviously being able to be comfortable and your kids being able to touch your clothes and them being able to withstand it. But if there's any other intersections that you see between, you know, being a mom and having a personal style or how you feel about your clothes or about your body or, or any of those things. Um, there's, there's a lot. That's a pretty, that's a, that's a big question. There's a, there's a lot of, <laughs> I mean, it, you, you can just start with like the obsession that people have with the snapback, um, which is when you, you, you know, have a child and you are pressured to get back to, you know, your original weight or your, your original body. Um, mm-hmm with celebrity mothers, people are obsessed with that. Look how good they look after having the baby. Um, and I remember meeting, uh, a girl in the gym. I was going to the gym after I had been sick. Um, and the, I was recommended to do some cardio. Um, and I had a trainer who was there who was just so aggressive. Um, but there was one, a uh, woman there who was like obsessed with getting her, you know, pre baby body back to the point where we, you know, we were watching this girl, like literally passing out. And I just had to walk up to her like, is it worth it, sis? Like you got a beautiful kid. Like, don't worry about it. Is it really, does it really matter to you what everybody else thinks? Like, what do you want? And so you have like all of that. And I've never related uh, to the Kardashians ever, but I always just felt so bad when people would try to tell, get on the internet behind their keyboards and tell Kim Kardashian what a bad mom she was. Cause she posted herself in a picture, you know, in a picture of, um, wearing a bikini. Um, right. And I feel like, so what her kid's not there. <laughs> like, or even if right. she was, it's a bikini, what's going on? Like, now mothers are not allowed to be sexy. Um, mm-hmm. You know, there's a reason that we got kids. <laughs> yeah, yeah. How do you think that happened? <laughs> Somebody found us attractive. <laughs> uh-huh. so I just, I, yeah, it's just like, 
you know, I'd be walking around with my kids and there would be somebody who'd make comments. My skirt was too short. Oh, man. But that's, I mean, it's what it is. And it's very confusing to navigate, especially like when you're doing something like, um, you know, I was doing burlesque and, you know, having, uh, you know, people come to see me perform and being like very excited about that. But those same people were disgusted by breastfeeding. And I'd just be like, what? <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> You know, it's like everybody sexualizes everything until and until it doesn't suit them anymore, you know? Mm, yeah. Well, I think that that's a... Uh, oh, that is such a... Sexualiza- over-sexualization of women, but then also, like, the controlling aspect and the, like, like when and where and on who's you know to whose benefit are women allowed to be sexy is just like such a rampant and disgusting problem and specifically yeah. our society here in this country i mean i'm sure it's also a problem in, in many other countries but since this is where i am and have the experience of living um and and yeah and just this this concept that like because you're somebody's mother somehow you're like no longer allowed to be a sexual person or be attractive or dress in a provocative way, you know, whether, whether or not your kids are around, it's like, you know, a picture, a selfie that you post on the internet that that your kids will never see, you know, has nothing to do with your children, but because you gave birth that's somehow not appropriate. And like Mm -hmm. any, is anyone uh, policing dads in this way? No, they definitely don't. They're not like, calm down, you're a father. Like nobody ever, <laughs> nobody ever <laughs> says that when they, you know, <laughs> I'm like, I and honestly just sounds ridiculous to even say it. Like, calm yeah. down, you're a father. <laughs> yeah. Like, don't you wear those gray sweatpants out, sir. You're somebody's <laughs> father. <laughs> like, that's another thing that is mind boggling to me. Yeah. So it, it really does mess with your mind. And like, I think that, I mean, just as a, a woman walking around in this world, um, it's so much easier to do that. If you just make up your mind about something and about yourself and just like stick to it because you're getting mi- mixed messages just all the time. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, you can't, you, I can't swing my purse around my shoulder without somebody hitting somebody that's going to try to give me an opinion or something <laughs> right right yeah i think it is it is absolutely to your benefit to be clear with yourself about who you are and why you you do the things you do and like the rest of it doesn't really matter you know like uh, as long as you were not living our lives actively harming people then like how is it a, anyone's business exactly So I just, yeah, I just had to kind of like make up my mind that, you know, if I was going to do it, do something, I'm going to do it. If it fails, that's on me, you know, Mm -hmm. (laughs) in any, you know, in any way, even sometimes I've, I've uh, described some of my outfits when I walk outside, I'm like, oh, I am a fashion victim right now, but at least the only person harmed was me. (laughs) (laughs) But also, I mean, you know, as somebody who is, you know, a, a fashion, I guess 
fashion professional, whatever that means. Like, I mean, if a fashion victim, according to who, like, I don't know. I've never really <laughs> understood this whole, um, you know, like rules of, of dressing. It just, yeah. I don't know. No, it's not even for me. It's, it's not even the rules, but it'll be something dumb that I did. Like, pick the wrong pair of shoes and then my feet hurt by the end of the day. Oh, okay. like, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. like, <laughs> like, Oh, I thought I was going to be so cute wearing these heels. I did not expect to walk 20 miles today. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it's just like, what'd you do that for baby? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I've definitely done that as well. Wear a pair of sandals. So you thought you could walk longer in and then yep. regret that decision immediately. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I mean, specifically since we did that that photo shoot, like like celebrating moms and their bodies. I mean, aside from you know people's outside opinions about who you are as a mom and what that means you can wear uh, or not wear, um, do you have any like personal feelings? Like like when you became a mom, did you feel any differently about? yourself or your body or were you just like yeah I same old Tia don't worry about it I'll do what I want <laughs> <laughs> I actually honest honestly I felt even more proud of my body after my kids were born mm-hmm. um especially this especially the second time around the first time around um I was cautious of my body because um you know, I was told that I wouldn't have kids and then I got pregnant. And so I was like, well, I kind of wanted to just wrap myself in bubble wrap, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, after, after everything, it was kind of a traumatic delivery, but after I came out of it, I was just like, whoa, I just made a whole human, you know, nothing terribly bad happened. This body's kind of cool. <laughs> um, and then the second time around, I was just like, I did it twice. <laughs> Um, Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it was just like, great. Um, but pregnancy changes you, getting older changes you. Um, and I was just so proud of what my body had done, but it did take a lot of like accepting the things that, you know, you're just not going to be able to, to change. Um, mm-hmm. and to just be okay with that. Mm-hmm. And I, yeah, I just felt I felt more confident after my children, especially um, in the world of doing burlesque and everything like that. My burlesque career and I started performing and found out months later I was pregnant. So the two kind of went hand in hand. And I oh. yeah, I think that doing both gave me just a way more stronger relationship with my body. Um, I didn't feel I even I think up until that point hadn't hadn't even shot really any promos for performing um, because I was kind of in and out anyway, because it was just like, boom, baby, boom, another yeah. baby. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I remember being like so nervous. And I was like, I remember up until walking in, because we shot that at Lady Zombie's place. I remember just yes. being like, I don't know what to do. What do I do with my hands? What do I do with my face? What am I going to do? <laughs> I don't know what to do. <laughs> um, but that first experience, you know, you made it so comfortable for me. And it was uh, um, it was not anything of what I expected. It was just so much fun. And 
Um, you know, the babies were there and it was just, it was so much fun. And, you know, after that, I went, I went on and started doing more things. And then, you know, from there, I felt comfortable to shoot more prom- promo photos and more pinup photos and do photo series. And it just, it bloomed from there. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I think that only happened because I had such a good experience with you. I don't think, I don't know what would have happened if like, you know, I walked in and it would have been terrible and I felt bad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, I'm, I'm so glad that that, that that's was the case because I mean, I know just from my personal experience doing past modeling, like there's a lot of bad situations you can get yourself into or even situations that aren't really that bad, but just that the person on the other side of the camera doesn't, is not aware of the fact that they have the power in the room, you know? Yeah. Um, And that's, that's another thing. Like, because I had this experience with you, I, when I walk into a room to shoot with somebody and they, and it doesn't make me feel good. mm -hmm. I, feel empowered to leave that situation yes yeah (laughs) (laughs) applause Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah i'm so i'm so glad i mean uh i was actually just talking to my husband like an hour ago about um a modeling thing years ago that i showed up for um and about 45 minutes in i left um yeah i think it's very important to stress to people that like if you are uncomfortable, you can leave. And like, you know, if somebody is making you feel not safe um, or not comfortable or, you know, just disenfranchised in any way, like your comfort comes before their like feelings about whether or not, you know, you should leave. Like if, if you feel uncomfortable, you should leave in, in a modeling exactly. situation. Yeah. Yeah. So. How else would you like to see the fashion and or modeling industry? Um, and maybe also you can throw in any like performer burlesque experience if you'd like change um, in the future from here. Um, I would, I'm just really, and I mean, I've seen a lot of brands go trying to go that way, but I'm just, I'm really wishing to see more models casted and and on sites that you know aren't the you know hourglass shape plus size you know um mm-hmm. where it's like you know large bus you know big hips but you know no belly <laughs> you know small mm-hmm. arms like i want to see more you know like true body diversity um within you know picking your mo- picking models and i love to see just you know, brands that go past, you know, 3X and, you know, 2X and 3X, like there's so many, you know, more people out in the world that want, want fashion. And it's a shame that certain, you know, certain people won't serve them. Or there's this new thing that's been happening too, where I've been seeing like great dresses on, on people and I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, what's that dress? What's this designer? And then go to to the site and find out that like the dress goes up to a 2X or something. 
And I'll be like, well, when, how did that person get that dress? And it'd be like, they custom made it for publicity or whatever, but they don't actually carry that size. And I'm just like, this is, this is foolishness. (laughs) Yeah. Like if you're going to make something for somebody, like do it for everybody. Carry, you know, I'm tired of seeing the excuses that plus size clothes just, you know, they, they cost so much more money. I'm like, I don't know how true that is exactly it's not (laughs) it's not i mean there's there's a lot of different ways that um businesses are set up and run obviously Mm -hmm. um so it's you know certain things may be more viable for certain brands than others Mm -hmm. but in general i would say that the biggest problem that is stopping the majority of companies from really understanding sizing and size like a size range and then also pricing is that brands will not let go of costing and pretending that a medium is the average person and we should be costing and doing our samples and having our models off of that size and a lot of companies if they do have you know a straight size fit model and a plus size fit model then they just treat the entire collection almost like two different entirely different customers entirely different um you know sectors yeah and they're straight size costing and then they do their plus size costing instead of realizing that if you're truly going to be a company that is interested in everybody being your customer um then you should be costing off of the average size person which is a 1x 2x depending on the chart and looking at the fabric that way and just looking at a more you know realistic but full picture of the percentages of people out there you know like if you only offer extra small to large or whatever the case is whatever your sizes are for straight sizes Mm -hmm. and all of your advertising all of your photos all of your market research all of your everything is targeted to those people and then you go hmm maybe we should try doing plus and you grab like a 1x and a 2x and just tack it on but you don't put all of the same energy and thought into it then of course it's not gonna work you know mm-hmm. like people want to see representation when they go to a site like the reason that straight size people shop at straight size clothing stores with straight size models is because they see a model and think yeah sure that's that's somewhat maybe possibly relatable to me mm-hmm. so if you are not gonna put the same amount of effort into expanding your size range then just like admit that you're phobic and don't do it like i don't know <laughs> <laughs> that's so true and then the other thing that's so like annoying to me is when i'll look at a brand and they'll have straight and plus sizes and it'll be like this you know, the same dress. Um, but when you click on the plus size one, the price doubles or something. And you're just like, right. what? What? Right. That's because they're costing off of a medium. They're not they're not looking at their stock and their range as one full thing. They're doing mm-hmm. straight and plus separate. You know, yeah. like, it, I mean, I... No, go ahead. Yeah, I was going to say, it's almost, it's... It's so insulting. And it always reminds me of, um, you know, back in the day, um, I heard this story about when Oprah was on 
TV when she had her talk show and she was, you know, I mean, we, everybody watched her weight fluctuate over the years, but Mm -hmm. she used to, you know, she used to wear like cute blazers and like business suits. And she said, she realized like that the cost of her suits were so high and it was because they were taking two of the suits and just sewing them together and making them for her. And what? yeah, and like upcharging like a ton to do that. And that's how she was getting her suits. Like they were like, they were like two straight size suits sewn together. And oh, I was just I like, she could see the face I'm that. right now. <laughs> yeah. Like if you ever can, like I've, I feel like you have to be able to Google that story, but like, that was one of the reasons that sent her into like all that. You remember she, they, she even talked about like all the yo-yo dieting and stuff she used to do. That was why it was because when she found out that they were sewing two suits together to make her suits, like that, like sent her over the edge. And yeah, like ever since then, I've just been like, you know, what, what really are, what really goes on when it comes to like the making and the marketing of, you know, plus size fashion. And I, it, it, it doesn't take much to turn me off to something. Like I remember there was another company that was selling their plus size clothes by putting a straight size person, like they would be selling like jeans or leggings and they put one straight size person into one pant leg and stretch out the other. And I was just like, Oh yeah, I saw that. Why would you do that? Why? That does not make anybody feel good and want to shop there. No. I mean, the fact of the matter is that, like, and we both know this, obviously, that the this society is fatphobic. And if you're a fatphobic person and you run a company, you somebody might convince you you should make plus sizes because plus size people exist and you want their money. And you do. And you agreed to do it because you want the money. Right. But if in your soul, you still don't respect plus size people and you don't want to actually see them as your customer customer, or elevate them to whatever status you think models are, then the result is never going to be well thought out, well crafted, well made, well, you know, appropriately marketed clothing. It's just not right. going to be. That's true. That's facts. And yeah, I was just, <laughs> you know, you actually peeped, made me peep the, just the, the way that, you know, certain companies will, um, put the same dress on and make it the same way, um, for the plus size and the straight size, but it won't fit the same way. Mm. And, you know, now, now that I've seen it, I can't unsee it. I'm just like, that silhouette is completely different. <laughs> that's not the dress that I wanted or like I Uh yeah I can't I can't unsee it and um well what happens a lot is that people go ahead no you got it (laughs) but I was gonna say what happens a lot is that they're you know especially because of the internet and social media and influencers and fast fashion it's just like a oh it's such a whirling dysfunctional cycle of people wanting their clothing and their brands to seem more inclusive than it actually was, you know, or actually is. Mm -hmm. And so they send 
stretchy extra larges to people who are not that size and because they can put it on their body they will promote it or they'll send you know stretchy two x's to people who are really a four five six x and because it's stretchy they can put it on and they can promote it and my um qualms are not really with the influencers who are doing that because obviously most most of the time um you know they're just trying to make money how they can and trying to mm-hmm. trying to use the internet they don't create the the designs that they're not creating the inequities that people and, who and are a lot of times it does look cute are. yeah and it's a lot of times you're like oh she does look cute but like it isn't this it literally isn't the same dress anymore right right <laughs> if it's if it's if it's stretching to fit then it's not the intended silhouette you know, like if you're you, if something is gathered, for example, and the design is supposed to is supposed to be that you can still see the gathers, stretching those gathers out so that somebody can wear it and you can feel better about your company is not correct because a plus size person should be able to also have a gathered flowy garment. It shouldn't be a bodycon right. dress on them. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And I was just like, wow, I can't. This, this is a thing that I just can't unsee anymore, <laughs> which is, I, you know, it's good. I'm not, you know, I'm not upset about that. <laughs> right. Right. Well, let's close it out on a more positive note. <laughs> um, and do you maybe have a bit of positive um, advice or encouragement for somebody else who may be interested in modeling and or performing um, and 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 just ha- hasn't received the push to, to start and to try it? Um, yeah, I mean, what I always say is like, whatever you're doing, um, one, you want to always know your history. Um, and that especially goes for, if you're, you're performing, um, you want to be well-educated before you, you step in, um, Mm. just because then, you know, nobody's gonna make a sucker out of you, you know? (laughs) Uh, so that's one thing. And then just also like, go for it because, you know, there's, there's so many people out there in the world, but nobody is you, nobody is me. We're all different. And we all bring something wonderful into the world. Um, And, you know, I feel like there's always room for for anybody who wants to to be there and to be doing this. And um, especially if you feel like you're not being represented, then Mm. you go out there and you represent. (laughs) And I'll be like, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. So how would you prefer that people find you and or follow you on the internet? Oh, yeah. Um, So I am um, on Instagram. That's where I am mostly. And you can find me at Ms. M.S. Abby Fantastic. So M.S.A.B.B.Y.F.A.N.T.A.S.T.I.C. Ms. Abby Fantastic on the gram. Um, Lots of pictures of kids and donuts and burlesque. (laughs) <laughs> fabulous and i will uh like you know hyperlink and tag that in all the places that it can be tagged thank mm-hmm. you so much for joining me tia oh it was awesome thanks for having me
I hope you enjoyed listening to this episode of Fashion for All. Please be sure to check our show notes for information and links to our guests and their work. Be sure to subscribe or follow us on your podcast platform of choice and leave us a rating or review on Apple Podcasts to help others find the show. For more Smart Glamour goodness, you can head to smartglamour.com and follow us on Facebook at backslash smartglamour and Instagram at smart underscore glamour. Thanks.